Hello everyone, welcome back to the Timsey Football Pod on YouTube, Spotify, all your streaming platforms. It's been a wonderful week of football, not for Arsenal fans, as usual it seems. I am joined by the one and only John Hosky. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> this, is, this is great. Yeah, it's great. A little yeah, two-man again. Great. Not a great weekend of football for Arsenal, but scenes all round. Before we get into Arsenal-Man City, because that is the big talking point, that game is happening on Wednesday. I will be there. I'm pooing myself. I'm an emotional wreck. So let's start off on a more positive note. How shocking are Spurs? <laughs> 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 I can't. I can't deal with talking about Arsenal for the moment. Huh? I, I can't. See what we should do: copy and paste the conversation that we had from the first five or so minutes from last week, and just put it in this week about Arsenal. Is it? And the then we will just go again. Yeah, it's just the same. No, because it's it's the same. And also, wonderfully, so is the Spurs one. They lost six one. So what? What were we up to? We were doing something, and we missed the first like fifteen twenty minutes of the Spurs game. You know, and then you doing? arrived, and you went, Hoskett, it's three nil. No, you were here. I went to join the juice. Yeah, and I don't admit that. No. And then I went, and you went, Husky, it's 3-0. And I went, okay, better stick it on. And I stuck it on, and they just scored the fourth. And then I went into the kitchen, and they scored the fifth. Yeah. And so through the course then of this, of somehow, you know when you're just watching a game and you just managed to miss every single goal? Yeah. There were seven goals. I missed all of them. Yeah. And I've, I watched the lion's share of that game, but I missed all of the goals. Yeah. Every single one. I've seen them all since. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And they sat their gaffer today. Yeah, yeah. About about an hour before we came on. Yeah, saying unacceptable. Now Ryan Mason's the second interim manager of the season, which is horrible. Yeah, I mean, at 4-0 or 5-0, it was after 20 minutes, they went to the side of the pitch and Ryan Mason was speaking into Stellini's ear, kind of going... You're gone, mate. <laughs> yeah, kind of going... <laughs> mm. yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything to tell you right this now. This is for the camera and nothing else i don't really know what to do or exactly say. what would he have said to me we're we're, at, we're on the end of something really quite bad here yeah. it's five nil i've never seen anything like this yeah. before i've only just got to the dugout and sat down with five nil down <laughs> um extraordinary unbelievable yeah it was the wildest 20 minutes i didn't see because obviously we didn't see it we saw it on the replays mm. you said the facts to me what was the quick there was it a was quicker the, five nil yeah so it was it was the second quickest team to get to 5-0 in the Premier League after Man City in 2019 against Watford. So that Watford that. side wasn't, wasn't Where great. Where was that game? Was it at, at City or Watford? Uh, it must be at City. Because they won 8-0. They won 8-0. <laughs> 5-0 in 18 minutes. Oh, here was the good discussion, actually. The one that came after. If you're an away fan, what do you do? We discussed the best possible scenario and how to approach it. And I yeah. said, you try and get through to half time, and then you get in the back. And then if there's better entertainment going on in the back around the bar, you just stay there and maybe have a little sing song and a few like really kind of nasty jokes about your own club. Yeah. And then and then you just see what happens. And if you want to wander back in on the hour mark. I, th I think there are different levels to it. I think one, location. Mm. That has to come into it because mm. St. James's Park, you're going, I am miles away from home <laughs> if I've come from London. Might as well get going now so I can get home in time for tea. But if you're close, then you might as well stay. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because, right, if that was me, and Arsenal still have to go to, to, to Newcastle, but if that was me, I think 1-2-0 straight away in the first five minutes, ten minutes, you're going, we can come back. This is awful, but we can come back. 3-0, you're going, okay, it's gonna, this might be the best comeback ever, but we're probably going to like draw or lose this. 
I think 4-0 is the tipping point because 4-0 is done. Depends on the opposition as well, doesn't it? It does. Because if it's, it's happening City. against your rivals, you'd be fuming. Exactly, yeah. It's like, for, for me, as soon as it got to 4-0, I'd have been like, what am I doing here? Like, yeah. this is this is awful. And then there's 5-0. I, I'm, t- to be fair, to all the fans who actually stayed, fair fucks, because I wouldn't have yeah, stayed. Yeah, a friend of mine is a Spurs fan and he watched that result came in, but his son is a Man, Man United fan. So he was on his way to Wembley to watch them against Brighton. Yeah. And he was like, what is life? I'm watching that result come in simultaneously. It's I'm crazy. I'm taking my son to Wembley to watch a team that I hate. I spoke to Jermaine Genius recently, T with Timsey coming out soon. I mean, he he kind of admitted it. He was like, look, the, the club is is not in a good place right now because mm. they don't really know what they want. And since they've had these top four results and finishes at the end of the season, got to the Champions League, like he thinks they haven't pushed on from that, say, small club mentality, but that Champions League's enough mentality, even though other bits of it, the stadium the world-class managers that come in indicate we should be a world-class team. I don't even know where they go from here, really, or who no. they come and get in the summer. It's an interesting one. It's a, it's also like what you're saying about the top four being a goal there. It's changed so much just in the course of the last decade. Because if you remember sort of the last days of Wenger and the last kind of like five years he was mm. at Arsenal, he kind of saw the top four as a huge, huge win and yeah. everyone criticised him for, for not being ambitious enough mm. and for saying that the top four, come on, like, of course you should be in the top four. That should be the base of your of your achievements. But now you're looking at it, you're like, top four's great. Yeah. Getting, getting in the top four is really good. It's and don't get me wrong, really this season hard. they're all stumbling over each other yeah. to get in there, but it's much more competitive than it ever was. Yeah. You should be looking forward to it next year. It's great. I, I, I am. One of, one of the things that... I need to remind myself about because obviously the default mode for I think a lot of Arsenal fans at the moment is oh no we've got Champions League football back amazing mm-hmm. and we still have a chance of winning the league it's not gone it's almost gone but it's wa- not do, gone do you want to do 60 seconds on Arsenal yeah okay I'm here for you okay so yeah. are you alright yeah it's your not your tweet's got me upset there is so much to be positive and happy about this yeah. season alone, let alone for the future, the indica- like it's great. All the indications are there that we're really progressing. We've got a team that can obviously challenge for the league, which is that hasn't happened in over a decade. Amazing. But it's so hard to remove yourself from the immediate, we're 2 0 down to the worst team in the league for, from our own faults. Mm. We've got injuries in key positions, we've got City coming up. But we're still in with a chance. Like as it goes for the game, I'm really scared. I will not enjoy it. But it might be one of those occasions where I might be chilling within 15 minutes because we're like one nil down. Expectation goes out the window. I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. Yeah. Nil nil's nil nil's nervy. Nil nil's nervy. The worst thing for my heart would be going one or two nil up in the first half, and I'm going, holy shit, what am I going to do with myself? Yeah. Because Liverpool. Awful. West Ham, awful. It's the worst I've felt. I think you're in an okay place because the way you can deal with this in your Personally? mind, I think, yeah, <laughs> because for me, a lot of the a lot of the disappointments in my football life, whether it's through England or through Palace, is the feeling that you probably could have done better. Yeah. And obviously, yes, in the last three games, you could have done better. Yeah. But if you lose the title here, you're losing to what looks to me to be right now at this minute specifically as well especially with their whole squad with not a single injury yeah 
probably the strongest team there's ever been in the league. Yeah. Realistically. The best team in, in Europe right now. In terms of just now, like they have answers for, sure. for everything. Yeah. They are incredible. So, like, we'll, yeah, we'll, do you know we'll what see. I mean though? For instance, when yeah. England lost to Croatia in, in uh, t- whenever that was, 2018. 20, 2018, yeah. I was kind of like, that's disappointing because we should beat them. And then obviously we were great against France, but that was an easier blow for me because despite the fact that I did think we had a chance of winning the World Cup, we did lose to the world champions. So there was, kind of, you know, like it yeah. does kind of like temper how you, you feel a little bit. Yeah. It's a very nervy time, but as I always go back to with Arsenal fans, like this is what this is what it's all about. This is what we've been waiting for for so long. Like being involved in genuinely being involved in a title race is amazing. It's so shit for your emotions, but it's amazing, and this is what we've all been wanting for so long. So yeah. you've got to take it. Like yeah. either way, all these games are going to come. All the nerves are going to be there. Just try and embrace it somehow. Yeah. Just don't slip up again. I have to say as well before could we we breeze past Newcastle, yeah. the goals. Great. Yeah. Isaac, great. Yeah. Um, Jacob Murphy. Yeah. Scoring the two, right? Yeah. His reaction when he scored his absolute rocket is so funny. Yeah. Because that's what it's we crazy. would do. Yeah. Huh? What's going on? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some other results. Palace, nil-nil. Less than another point. N- another point yeah. on the board. We said that. And before the game, Tom and I said, you know, we'd take a point. It was one of those ones where if you had to guess the type of game that it was going to be, when you went there, you were like, yep, it's exactly that. They yeah. they were, they completely stank the place out, <laughs> stank the place out. But we just couldn't find that cutting edge. And it was one of those ones where we'd got through two and a half games without Wilf. And all the way through this game, you were just thinking, if we had Wilf today, we would have won this. Yeah. Because it was just that one, you know, we couldn't break, break through. And in the final third, we just couldn't find the answers. Yeah. Um, I worry a bit for them, to be honest, because they just look a bit... But they got Calvert-Lewin back, and to be honest with you, their only bright opening was through Calvert-Lewin. He made a great turn in the box and he yeah. scored. And I think he's a bit of a nuisance anyway. Yeah. Imagine you finish the season, you stay up, great, and Wolf signs a 200 grand a week contract extension. You'd be buzzing. He goes straight back on the wallpaper. <laughs> he goes straight back on the wallpaper. <laughs> is he not at the moment? He's not at the moment. Okay. No. But yeah, he goes straight back on there. It will be, it will be fabulous. Th- there's part of me... And I think the tiniest bit part of you, you'd be elated, but the tiniest part of you would also be like, it's a shame because you know how good he is and how good he can be. No, no, And he deserves... No, so when I said that I'd be okay with him going, that's because I'm resigned to him leaving. I'm saying the the only benefit is that we would see him in a light where he would actually go and achieve something somewhere else. Yeah. If he stays, there's not going to be a single part of me going... That's a shame that he's not leaving. I'll be absolutely (laughs) buzzing. It's great. Yeah. And genuinely, if we get the right gaffer in in the summer, there is something there. Yeah. And also, the other players in the squad are more likely to stay for longer. Yeah, that is true. If we secure Zaha, will I be allowed back at Palace next season? Yeah, yeah, you can come back. Yeah. Because my record at the moment, having gone with Hosky when one of his brothers uh, isn't there, so I I I get their ticket and um, it's played three, lost two, drawn drawn one. one. Scored none. Biggest wins for Leicester. Oh, yeah, the 2-1. Must be Huge. the biggest win of the weekend. Yeah. Huge three points to beat the side that's like immediately above you. Yeah. Um, just get that bit of momentum. Yeah. Um, Dean Smith coming in and just taking it all back to basics. You know what's weird, right? Is that, is that when any team is struggling, yeah. right, that the immediate replacement and the immediate solution to the problem is bring in a manager, go back to basics. What does that mean? Like as if all of the managers in the Premier League who are at their job or struggling 
aren't doing the basics. And then suddenly you get a manager in, Vieira to Roy. Do you think they just surpass the basics though? They're there for so long that they they disregard the fundamentals. And they yeah, but the they fundamentals and, of like maybe, but And also when you hear the same voice again and again and again and again and again, even if you are doing the fundamentals, it all just becomes a bit tiresome and you probably then disregard just you just probably lose a bit of motivation. Yeah. Probably lose it. And and, and the best managers are the ones that constantly keep it fresh yeah, and constantly so keep the pet, players motivated, yeah. inspired, driven focused on every game I'm, I'm guessing the way, that's the way that the top teams just turn up every week with so much desire it's something to behold yeah. over the course of a season it's crazy yeah that's that's why i kind of feel like no matter what league you're playing in the sides up the top that like win every week that's unreal to just always be on it every week tommy said this as well oh, if i was manager of city i'd win a cup or two whatever right obviously people say that because they just want to have you a little take go that at with Pep, the biggest going, pinch of salt. Yeah, that is <laughs> mental. mental. But the, people say that as a, as a slant to, to Pep, say it just it's easy, and that he's obviously good, but not as good as everyone thinks he is. Right? Maybe we're not giving Pep enough credit, right? Because as you said, right, that with manager it maybe gets a bit stale. The basics go over the player's head, so you need to keep it fresh. You need to reinvent whatever, right? And all the things that people criticize Pep for, right? Where why has he made that random starting 11? Why has he made those change of players? Why is he playing this player in that position instead of that position? Getting rid of players because they they didn't like what he said in training. So he just goes, right, see you later then, right? Maybe it's all genius. It is all genius because we were talking about this on the car on the way back. Think even over the course of the last three years with loads of the personnel in that squad, their involvement's quite cyclical. If mm. you think that like two years ago, John Stones was linked with Arsenal because he just wasn't getting the game time. Yeah. And Pep's probably kind of then just like rotating him back in, gradually rotating him back in. There are very few better defenders in the world right now than John Stones. Or centre mids, apparently. He, he, yeah, he he's just looks he looks inspired. Yeah. And then if you think about the fact that whilst John Stones was out of favour, Laporte was in favour. Mm. And now Laporte doesn't really get a kick. Yeah. And even things like Grillo, like Grillo got slowly, gradually phased into there to be a starter. Yeah. If you look at his minutes per game before the World Cup and then his minutes per game after, he's really come through to now looking like an absolute world beater. Yeah. When they look great, Grealish looks phenomenal. In the yeah. Champions League last week, yeah. playing against Bayern Munich, so good. the guy just looks top tier. And yeah. I think maybe like Pep's probably just got the, a great understanding about when to use players, when they're psychologically right, when they're training well and then using them in the right fold. Yeah. Like I, look at, I look at Phil Foden, for example, and I think to myself, how is any manager not starting him in every game? But when we do see him start every game, he's phenomenal. Yeah. So like when he's being held back, it's all for a reason. And that's just like anyone who's got a scope of that clearly is just a brilliant mind. Yeah. I just hope he doesn't do anything like weird in the Champions League. Weird. Because they should win the Champions League. It's decided Pep is a genius. And if it doesn't go right for him eventually and people forget the basics, bring in Dean Smith. There you go. Yeah. If they were looking to get it over the line. Yeah. Dean all. By all accounts, he's a very nice bloke as well, Dean Smith. Yeah. So, go on then. Who do you reckon is the nicest manager? Currently in the Premier League? Yeah. I struggle to believe it isn't Roy Hodgson. No, but I've seen his interview with BBC. Yeah, from ages ago. Like, taking the piss. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's not take the piss now, shall we? But it's, it's, that's, that's one incident. Okay. I think across the board, I think he's probably a completely lovely bloke. Yeah. And really, really nice bloke. He hasn't got much needle, has he? I think he's just a straight up nice bloke. Yeah, he just cares about his team. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of others now and I'm going slim yeah. pickings. Also, that that one incident, bearing in mind he's been managing for 400 years. Yeah, one Fair incident. Fair play. Yeah. 
But we don't know much about Ryan Mason, do we? So maybe he's yeah. a really top no, like. Well, I've met Ryan Mason. He yeah. was one of my first interviews. Uh, no, wait. Was he my first ever interview? Was he a good bloke? He was. He was my first. Your no, first, my second ever interview. Your second ever interviews with the current Spurs manager. My first ever shoot really on camera nice. was Danny Rose, painting with Danny Rose. I remember that vividly. Great. Yeah. I was so nervous. And that didn't come out how I thought it was going to come no, out. No, it was yeah. great. It came yeah. out like The Office. Yeah. Um, and then the second one was... <laughs> playing pool with Ryan Mason because basically when I started at Copper... I remember this. I remember this. Yeah, because when I started at Copper, they were like, we don't really know how we're going to do it. We want you to do <laughs> stuff on camera. So let's go with uh, you doing normal things with football people. I remember. I was it. going, yeah, all right, cool. Did that and uh, we played pool with Ryan Mason and a few things I remember from that shoot. One, he is a lovely bloke. Like he's oh, so, right. so nice. I didn't know where that was going to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's an arsehole. Absolutely appalling at pool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was all right. Uh, and then the second thing was, bearing in mind, right, I was like vegan, skinny, whatever. I was wearing a really tight, like top man <laughs> V-neck shirt. And he's going, oh, someone's been in the gym. And I'm going, yeah. <laughs> Mason said that. Yeah. <laughs> but Mason's actually, because he's, he's really slight. Like, yeah, yeah. He he's a really slight, slight yeah. one of those slight midfielders. He looked incredibly slight when he was giving advice to Stellini. Oh, God, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Was he a better pool player than Danny Rose was a painter? Absolutely. <laughs> Danny Rose, because <laughs> when we rocked up, right, and I explained to him as well. So, like, Danny, by the way, all right, Michael, nice to meet you. Um, so what we're going to be doing today is um, painting. And he's like, what? I was like, oh, no. It's like a joke. Uh, do you paint? He's like, no. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. So it's a joke. Like, I'm just going to paint with you, but you have to pretend like you're a master painter. And as you're painting, go like, oh, this is what I'm doing. And then show us at the end. Yeah. And bear in mind, it, he painted, he was like, oh, I'm painting my goal I scored against whoever. And then it was like stick men. Yeah, and like a, with a perfect pitch. Yeah. Like, a perfect pitch <laughs> that was like purple. Yeah. It was great. And he was deadpan, wasn't he? He's incredibly yeah, deadpan. He's, yeah, he's and he's a, and he's he's he's, he's kind of flavour of the month at the moment because he because he played for Spurs and Newcastle. They grabbed him and put him on the punditry for that game, and the outfit was just incredible. Because then I just saw it reposted with "Fight for This Love" by Cheryl. Yeah, but Cole then everyone's going, "You gotta fight, fight for this club." <laughs> yeah, his cap and his his little thing on. It's great. great. He's, he's also a lovely guy. Really nice guy. Yeah, I've heard really, that as well. Very, very like you know, like very quiet, but really, really good bloke. Like, good to know. Really, yeah. Good to know. Really good guy. Good to know. Really good guy. <laughs> so humble beginnings, eh? Yeah. Any great. other nice people? <laughs> yeah, loads. 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 Kaka. Great. I always the say The vast majority of the people are nice. Yeah. 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 The absolute vast majority. I would say like 99, genuinely 99.9%. Like of, of people in general, I think. Yeah. 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 Are nice. Yeah. Like it was, it was, Benzema was interesting because he was nice, but removed. But that was he's because he's be just because he, he just doesn't care because he's, yeah, he's such a big dog, and he like always Pep. rolls around with Pep. Lovely, yeah, yeah. Pep, it, it, Pep was lovely in that like he he just had stuff to do. I, I actually felt guilty because we had him for like two hours to film this whole thing. That's outrageous. And he had to watch that needs, like that needs this, that needs vetting. Yeah, but he had to watch this like Sunday league team play called Kitchener's FC and like give them tips on how to whatever. And then beforehand, I had an interview with him, showed him clips of the team and said, what would you do here? And you could tell like he didn't really want to be there, but he was nice enough to actually talk about it and stuff. But he was just very like, explain stuff. And then he was like, yeah, cool. Next one, I'm going, yeah, okay. But that sort of thing. But was he nice. there when you were attempting those volleys? 
bollocks. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Recently, he was, he, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, on, no. wasn't on site. No, 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 no. He wasn't. No, he was on on campus, but just he okay. was taking training okay. or something, doing whatever managers do. Apparently, yeah, yeah. Just planning things yeah. all the time. Imagine how much planning you have to do. Yeah, you have to plan everything. That's the weird. You thing, must have right? to plan the entire time, all the time, forever. Yeah, planning everything. everything. Yeah, because also, and then when you're not planning, your team is. So you're planning their planning. Game, you're planning everything. Mm. Half time, you're going. What happened in the last forty-five? Here's what I've learned. Plan for the second half. Mm. Second half goes during the game. In-game so planning. In-game planning. In-game changing tactics. Yep. After the game, review the whole thing. Plan again. Focus Straight on the next focus game. Focus on not even the next game. Tomorrow's training. Well, that's changed now because that was awful. Boom. Change the next day. What I did think though was, as a new manager, right? Yeah. You haven't been when planning for start, a while. When you just start managing, yeah. what the fuck do you do? You've never done it before. There's no like manager court. Actually, no, there probably is a manager No, there's course. loads, mate. Yeah, yeah okay. But uh, like Arteta goes into yeah. Arsenal, right? And they're going, right, you're the gaffer now. And he yeah. goes, great. To what do I do? Like, well, they go in, they assess the players, they see what what's, what their strengths are, what they've got in the Is that squad. the first thing he does? Yeah, he's, he's having a look at them. He goes, right, lads, five aside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he goes, mate, Everyone goes born in. on the first half of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes in and he watches them and maybe he has another couple of coaches kind of do up a few drills and he has a little look at them and he sees what their strengths are and he sees how they're, you know, chatting with one another. And do you know that this is how he's going to be able to... Uh, I'm kind of just using educated guess, and then he just sees how he's going to be able to then impart his knowledge and and apply his skills to to what he's got there at his disposal. And obviously, like managers got their way of playing, so it takes him a little while to put that across to the players. Okay, yeah, I feel like you'd be a you're a good manager. Yeah, yeah I've, good. you know what, mate, I've thought about it multiple, multiple times. Right, okay, and so. then you start to think about what you actually have to do and you're just filled with respect from having played non-league yeah, football. It has like, to be respect. You're looking, right? at, yeah. you're looking at like the gaffers that manage teams in, in semi-professional football across this country and you're like, that is insane because they're doing obviously a condensed version of all of that planning yeah. that we just spoke about with another job. Yeah. And they're doing it Tuesday night, Thursday night. They just must love it and so much. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just built on passion. Yeah. Built on passion. They have to be so passionate and you think to yourself, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> as much as we love football yeah. and we love football. Yeah. Not for possibly. Me. If you were a manager, mm-hmm. what sort of manager would you be? So what's your attitude towards the players? What do you wear on the sidelines? Are you a vocal manager? Are you a, are you an active get out and about manager? Are you a sitting down taking notes what's your managerial style that's such a good question i've not really ever really given that much thought um i think i'm in and amongst it i'm not someone that would then be like you know you see these managers that kind of they they retreat and they hold themselves back Mm. in order to be like reserved and keep that distance from their players i don't think i'd be able to do that i'd be in amongst them okay but i i I do draw the line because when pardew was a palace manager apparently one of the first things he did when he joined when he got to palace was he said, right, well, you need to make room for me in the changing room because I change in here with you. I, 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 I get oh. prepared with you in the changing room. Is that and I'm with weird you. or is that... I think it's completely bizarre. I think you yeah, need to leave is... them, let them have that time. That That's their space. And that's, you need your space to then yeah, yeah, p- yeah. plan yeah. what it is that you're going to come and... T- and <laughs> Him t- planning <laughs> in his pants, yeah, just can, doing the starting line-up. Just like, what, 
Pards, what are you doing Wilf, over there? Wilf, move me, over, yeah, mate. I'm doing gaffer. the starting <laughs> 11. Here we go. Um, Someone's not starting. Yeah, yeah, stop it. Can but I have some deodorant, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think I'd be in amongst it. Yeah. I'd, I like the idea of being in amongst it. I do get, I do get very excited when uh, managers have got, like, visually have got very good relationships with players. You know, when they go on and give them a little hug at the yeah, end. Yeah, I love that. The embrace. I love that. So I think I'd be a bit like that. You'd be yeah. in and about. Don't ask me what style of play I'd play. I've got no idea. No, no, no. no part no. of me, part of me actually thinks that if I was a manager, I would go for smash and grab play, go double poolless and just get really disciplined. Just get them super well drilled. That surprises me. I thought you'd be a football purist. Yeah, but I quite enjoy getting stuck in, getting mucked in, getting men behind the ball. Like from experience of playing, I love playing in a in a in a really fluid eleven. Yeah, you want the ball at your feet. You want to play. Love the ball at the feet. Love to play. But then I always did enjoy it when I played for sides where we just went wallop. Let's get behind the ball, and be disciplined, <laughs> mark up, and just and just see it out. If we don't concede, we can't lose. Wallop. Yeah. Really yeah, I used to love that. I used to love okay. that. Really, really disciplined distances. Know all your distances. I used to get really, really, really in, like involved in that. Okay. I used to love I it. So maybe on the training ground, I'd be a bit like that. Okay, nice. What, what are you going for? I, I would. I think I would be a bit I'd more play of great a football. I think I would. Very Arsenal. We want to dominate the ball. Maybe not as ticky tacker. I would try and implement somehow. Here we go. Uh, Arsene Wenger, 2008 to 2011 okay. football, where it was all based on chemistry and just like players being so technically good, but knowing each other so well, where it was like, what a lot of people said about him was like, he just want to go out and play, do you think? He puts obviously tactics in place and there's a strategy to what he's doing, but patterns of play and whatnot. A yeah. lot of it is also based on like knowing each other, that sort of thing. Cause I'm going like, that was that's what I would want as a footballer. I'm like, that's sick. Okay, so you're not going for titles then? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going for free flowing football. Finish fourth. Great. I'm going for like I dare you to beat us. Maybe like Chelsea 0506, sort of like not going to lose at home, not going to concede. That would be nice. And going forward, we can ball. I want it to be complete agony for our defenders if we concede. Like agony. Yeah. So it's JT under Mourinho. To, I never want them to feel that way. It's just awful. Okay, fair. And then yeah. what would you wear on the sidelines? Are you, are, think, are you a tracksuit man or you're a suit man? See, now growing up, I would have always said that I was a suit man, but now I think I'm probably like a... Jürgen Kloppy. No, vibe. no, no. I think I'm, I'm still like, I'm still like sharp dressed. Like okay. a pair of suit, suit pants with a pair of like, maybe even suit shoes as well, but then just like an open collar shirt. Oh, I do like a tracksuit though. I love a tracksuit because I just want to be comfortable. And also I'm one of the boys. One of the no, lads. that'd be awful. Yeah. As, as I wouldn't get any respect. You get respect, I wouldn't get respect. I think I've got a lot of time for gaffers who wear football boots. I think it's great look. <laughs> it's a great look. Coming so through like, the coming through the tunnel going clunk, clunk, yeah, clunk. Yeah, yeah. No, just cop them on the owls. Yeah. Just straight, well, no, yeah, you straight, can't you, you can't wear mercurials as a manager. Just, just swazzing balls about. Imagine Imagine you wore the David Beckham gold <laughs> fucking press. With champagne preds on. Oosh. Uh, no, I'm there in coppers with a white sock with shorts on, rain or shine. That wow. would be the alternative look. That's quite poolish, isn't it? I think it was like Martin O'Neill. He was like manager of 
Even Villa, Villa or Leicester. And then when they got to the final, either the League Cup final or the FA Cup final, he walked out in a suit and then changed back into like a tracksuit. I love that. You like I that? love that. You like that? Yeah. Because that, that was his, way. his status quo. He was like, I'm, I need the tracky, but it's the final it's the and fi- I'm at yeah, Wembley, you know, so I need to walk you, out in the suit. Exactly. You've got to respect it. There's a time and a place. And yeah. that time is right at the beginning when they do the anthem and the whatever yeah. and the lineups and then go straight back to business, get yeah. my trackies on. We briefly mentioned Leeds. They lost 2-1 to Fulham. Fulham... So was it Pereira? It was the second goal. Melier made that absolute howler. And it's a weird one because I kind of like Melier. And I think we've talked about this before where like he, he's he's kind of got records for like the youngest goalkeeper, whatever, in the Premier League. It's like youngest to X amount of 50, uh, clean sheets, youngest to this, youngest to that. And you think to yourself... But, but then he's got I've that vibe about him where... a bit rubbish. Yeah, he's got that weird vibe where you're going, one week, you'll be like, wow, he's amazing. And then the next week, he's an abs- had an absolute howler again, but he's young. And I don't know whether he's just like, is he actually, he can be really good or he's just kind of like a, just a normal keeper. I think if they go down, it will be because of their back five. And I think the same could be said for Leicester, to be honest with you. If they go down, it will be because of their back five. I mean, yeah, and I, yeah. and I do think that if you're in a centre half in particular playing for Leeds at the moment, you, you're probably not going to be get shown in a great light purely because you've got him behind you. I just think it's a little bit unsettling. I think... I don't think he's that assertive. I don't think he comes out and really kind of dominates his box at all. And I think like that's going to be their undoing, if anything, for yeah. both those sides. The, yeah. the, the defense is just a bit, it's a bit bleak. It's a bit, yeah. Um, you know what? The only thing better than um, talking about relegation battles is go on midweek football. Honestly, great. It's uh, so is good. Is this here? Is this midweek football here? Because it's always going to be. It's always. Been I don't know if they've slot, changed or is it, or not? it I don't know. Because of the other postponements and because of the World Cup and all this sort of thing. No clue. Don't, I, don't uh, know. There's always that weird. Those weird times. I feel like we've had a lot of midweeks though, and Fridays and Mondays and stuff. But then there's season, been a lot of rearranged games that have slotted in. But yeah. this is entire fixture list on but midweek. Aside, aside from Man City Arsenal, which is obviously like the game on on Wednesday. We've Palace also got, Wolves. We've Palace Wolves. Yeah, big game. Um, Spurs United on Thursday. Great. Which is, I don't, because, right, Spurs away is difficult. Uh, maybe it's always difficult for Arsenal because it's it's a North London derby, even though this year we kind of like slapped them. But surely it's quite a difficult game for United. But then Spurs could actually just buckle and lose a lot. It's an interesting one. You get the new manager bounce, Ryan Mason. I don't know what he's going to say, but I know he's a lovely bloke. So he would say some really nice things about their attire. About yeah, I reckon he'll come out. He'll, he'll be sharp, sharp. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll he be dressed very sharp. He did this last time, didn't he? he did a little. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but also because he's one of the boys, and I think he would. In my head, I think he would say to them, <laughs> "Like, I'm back, lads. You know the drill. Let's go back to basics. You all better than I was as a player. Kano, do your thing." Sonny, I believe in you. And just I see think, what happens. I think out of everyone globally outside of Tottenham Hotspur, you are the most qualified to tell everyone what Ryan Mason's going to be like in approach that Man United game. Probably. It was your first ever interview. Yeah, so, it was my first ever, second ever so interview. Like, second ever interview. So I think that you... I've interviewed a lot of Spurs players. That I thought they actually had a good run in for the, for the top four. They were looking like they weren't even playing that well and picking up victories, you know, kind of that period yeah, around yeah, Christmas yeah, yeah. after that. Picking up victories and not and playing even well. Last, like, even in the last six weeks, they've they've looked really really poor. And then I've looked. Uh, you check the league table, and you're like, 
but they're still definitely in the mix. It's a real treat to have Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday night football in the middle of the week. It's stunning. It, it, you know, to end April like that. Great. Quick shout out, by the way, because I feel like Quick we have shout to. Out. Wrexham, Ben Foster, legend. <laughs> he actually is a legend. He's such a good bloke. Um, Wrexham scenes, great. Even though it was like, people say, oh, what a story for non-league. You know, they've just been bought for millions and millions of pounds and just paying really good players to play for them. Yeah. The way but I like, the way great, I like to I look at it, it's, it's a big club, I love historic scenes. club, and it's a, like a community, and it's a relatively kind of like isolated community that probably had a bit of a difficult time. 15 yeah. years at the Football League. Quite a nice story. Just all of that. That's all you have to that's remember. That's great. All yeah. of that stuff's great. Yeah. And also- On top of that, I feel, I feel for Notts County because that's what they've done is like, I think it, it that that points tally wins the conference in any league since its inception. Really, yeah. It, they've they've absolutely killed it, yeah. and they're still not guaranteed. Oh, yeah, because there's only one promo, one, one team promoted. automatic, and then the rest is uh, in the playoffs. Big up Ben Foster for wearing a GoPro during a game for his vlog. Mental, yeah, absolutely crazy. It would put me off, but actually, and no, then it runs would to get it at the full time whistle. Yeah, it would put me off, but I think within the first thirty seconds, you just totally forget about it. Because you are so zoned in. No, every now and then you do something great and be like... Oh. Yeah, no, but I think that would be a secondary thought. That's You'd be like, right, okay, yeah, go for it. I hope that... Oh my God, up. I've just got that on camera. That's class. Yeah. Um, also, shout out to Napoli because... Um, shout out to Napoli. I, I think Napoli winning the league would be class. I enjoy this shout out section. Have you got anything else? Shout out to... Oh, shout out to Dortmund regaining the lead in the Bundesliga. Yes, Bayern Jude. lost 3-1 to Mainz and they won like 4-0 or something. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to them. Jude banging I think them. they've got five games to go in the top of the league yeah. on points now, not just, you know... Yeah, but they've done this before, man. Yeah, yeah, they, they probably won't win the league. But yeah. there you go. So shout <laughs> but out to them. They're back <laughs> shout top. out to them. Yeah. Shout out to Old Hamptonians for winning 6-0 on the last game of the season. Great. Anyone Without else? Me. Any other shout outs? Um... Shout out to Leighton Orient for champ being champions of League Two. Shout out to you guys <laughs> for watching. Um, guys, thank you very much for watching. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, leave your comments down below on everything we talked about today. Is Ben Foster a legend? Is Ryan Mason the nicest geezer in the whole of football? And Man City against Arsenal on Wednesday. I'm absolutely bricking it. Any Arsenal fans, get in the comments and just we can help each other out and just G ourselves up because I'm so, so scared. Uh, but Hosky, thank you very much as always. I think people should comment what outfit they would wear as a manager. Yeah, that's true. Actually, true. Yeah. yeah. You can do that as well. What sort of manager would you be? Would you be dapper or would you be tracksuit banger? I think I'll be a mix of the two. Chop and change. A mix of the two. Oh, yeah. Right, chop and change. I'll put you an actual hybrid <laughs> option. Okay, tracky bottoms yeah, and a suit top. And a suit, yeah. Great. But yeah, guys, hope you enjoyed. Tune in next week uh, for another episode. And T with Timzy coming back to uh, my channel very, very soon. So Woo. stay tuned for that as well. Yeah. Uh, see you then.